I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When I was 17 years old, having a great time, I was like a, you know, a kid in a candy shop. During spring break, we went down to Panama City Beach, Florida. Young, dumb, full of cum, ready for a great time. The essence of the film is quite powerful. You know, the underlying story and messages really explores these interconnections between our modern day pop culture, what we see on music videos and the conditioning and programming of a lot of pornography, how that impacts young adults. You have this sense of neediness to have validation through sexual interactions and one-night stands and hookup cultures, there's obviously an, a deep need for this connection. That mindset that is becomes deeply ingrained and kind of normalized, that that is okay to have a sense of entitlement over sexual experiences. And then the effect that that can have long-term in a relationship. I spent years like really, really lost and confused inside and not knowing, like having no idea, like who, who really am I? Had a lot of healing to do, had a lot of discovery to do. I needed to find myself. What does it mean really to be a, a human in the world? What does it mean to be a man? What does it really mean to be a woman? It's just invited me into exploring deeper parts of. <laughs> Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. I'm your humble host, Amra Sandhu, and you're tuning in to a conscious conversation designed to help you grow. Our mission here is simple. It's for you to live your purpose, live your best life, live the life you love. This podcast is sponsored by Enthusiasm for Life, by great creation itself. Keep the good vibes flowing for myself and yourself. Do us a solid. Subscribe to the Inspired Evolution podcast on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution podcast. Now sit back, relax, open your mind, open your heart to this conversation and stay inspired. Keep evolving. Welcome back to the Inspired Evolution. And we have with us today, inspiring our evolution on their own Inspired Evolution, Shay Douglas. Shay, how are you there, brother? Oh, brother, so good, man. I love the energy. I'm going going great. I'm stoked to be here. And um, yeah, looking forward to this conversation. Touchwood, man. It is such a pleasure to have you here. For those tuning in to Shay for the first time, 
go check out Earth Heroes TV. So he's the passionate creator, director skills peppered in there. You can see some really lush, like just editing going into Earth Heroes TV there. Um, and he featured the Netflix documentary Liberated. And on the back of that, we're going to discuss that today. Um, he actually has become what you could argue a face of transformation for change um, for an entire generation in some ways. He is a young director himself. And in there, I guess his aim is probably to empower others through, yeah, his message, his own personal transformation. He leverages visual storytelling really well. Go check out his YouTube channel. I'll put a link to that below. Um, But then, yeah, even just watching what Liberated was as a Netflix documentary. And if you guys haven't checked that out, that probably will be a good reference point for you guys to go check out. And then head back over to Shia's channel and check out what After Liberated looks like. Um, Quite a depth of conversation available there and then all the way through to what is now earth heroes tv shay thank you so much for being here with us man oh mate thank you no i'm really really honored to be a part of this conversation with you man and and inspired by a lot of the work that you do in the world you know like it's so important and relevant and uh, the significance of what we're moving through collectively and also individually you know it's a really important time today to have these open conversations to learn, to grow, to evolve and to live an inspired life. So, man, I really appreciate everything that you're doing in the world and honoured to be here, mate, honoured. Touch wood, you're way too kind, bro. Thank you so much for your blessing. So I want to tune in and I kind of want to hit, let the rubber hit the road straight out of the gate. So I, I like... I'm, I'm when I'm online and I'm like checking out Shai, like your work at the moment is really interesting, Shai. Like there's you there's the call to awakening and coming back to who we really are is so front and center in your work and one of your biggest calls to action is look within and <laughs> I absolutely adore that um now one of the key things in there though is almost like there's two shays online though and one is like from liberated and you look at that and then there's so much in there and there's for you today and it's like neurally I was watching my networks kind of go like they're the same person (laughs) which one of my mentors Vishen Lakiani from Mindvalley goes you know you should grow so much that you have to reacquaint yourself to your friends every time you meet them (laughs) and I'm like shit I think that's Jay (laughs) absolutely man yeah and and I think that's been generous that there's only two versions I would say there's been multiple versions of Shay through this life which is a beautiful thing and and I agree with Vishen there as well that you know like we're in a time where we are again, individually for myself, I speak for myself mostly, but I also notice it in many others that we're, we're shifting so fast and so rapidly, you know, and reintegrating, you know, parts of our own psyche and parts and in, in, in really embodying, you know, who it is that we truly are, because it's easy to put on, you know, the facade and the mask and play these roles and get carried away with this identity and get lost in that, in a sense, and then just always come and bringing it back to those simple things, as you mentioned, you know, and which are ultimately fundamental truths, and 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 um, yeah, I really like where, where this conversation is going because it's 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 so sometimes it's so simple, you know, it's so simple, and and at the same time it's very complex. It's it's very like I wish it was just easy to understand, but it's um there's multiple layers to it, and there's and there's a lot of realms of understanding what it means to truly know thyself, and um, yeah, man, I'm I'm really excited to unpack this in this conversation with you, man. The facades and roles that you mentioned is really interesting because one of the conversations I wanted to have with you today is when I look back at Shay in Liberated 
you know, maybe give us some context. What was Liberated about for those that haven't tuned into Liberated? Now, I'm like riding on the shoulders of having researched you thoroughly. Um, for those that haven't watched Liberated, can you give us a quick like rundown on on that? And then maybe I'll ask my question as I bet. Absolutely, man. Yeah, so a little bit of quick background story for context. When I was 17 years old, I was uh, gifted the opportunity to go and leave Australia. I was living in far north Queensland in Cairns, tropical, beautiful paradise. And I uh, was following my passion of being a professional athlete and uh, got offered a scholarship to the United States to study in university. And in that four-year period, um, living away from family, living away from friends in a whole new environment in a completely new city, um, I was loving it. I was having a great time. I was like a, you know, a kid in a candy shop. And particularly where I was living, just north of Chicago, um, it was so exotic to have an Australian accent in the middle of the Midwest America and um, that, you know, played into my ego and played into my benefit, particularly with the ladies. Um, and, you know, we were having a great time. I was with a whole bunch of um, other international students and during spring break, we went down to Panama City Beach, Florida, which is where the film on Netflix was um, primarily recorded. And um, we were there for what I, what I would call young, dumb, full of cum, ready for a great time. <laughs> and uh, that's where, you know, the, a lot of the magic was captured, which the essence of the film is quite powerful. You know, the underlying story and messages really explores these interconnections between our modern day pop culture in terms of what we see on our music videos and the kind of conditioning and programming of a lot of uh, movies and ro romances, as well as going to the extremes of looking at the role of pornography in our modern day um, timeline and how that impacts young adults to have this sense of um, neediness to have validation through sexual kind of interactions and one night stands and hookup cultures. And, you know, you go out and you have these moments that is somewhat lacking of intimacy, but there's, you know, there's obviously an, a deep need for this connection, yet um, it's kind of just a, a random, you know, person that you meet that evening and then you go off and, and go about your day-to-day -day life and kind of forget about it in a sense. So there, there's still somewhat of a disconnection um, fundamentally. And then also exploring on a deeper level how that mindset that is becomes deeply ingrained and kind of normalized in a sense. In your subconscious, yeah. yeah. Yeah, through, even through our culture, that that is okay to have a sense of um, entitlement uh, over, you know, um, these sexual experiences. And then the effect that that can have long term in a relationship in terms of its, how detrimental and destructive it can be, particularly um, that, that mindset of entitlement. And, and the film goes on to explore that a uh, little bit more in depth. And it's very kind of... Um, it's a very dark side of human human behavior ultimately, which is it's a sad reality that 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 those kind of sexual exploitations and and domestic violence and so forth um, actually exist in our world, and it and it's and it's very concerning. And that was part of the the motivation to make that film for the uh, the filmmakers, the director and the producers, particularly because they wanted to bring this question to the surface around. What does it mean really to be a, a human in the world? What does it mean to be a man? What does it really mean to be a woman? And that's kind of, um, ca you know, catapulted me further on my journey because I'm one of the main subject matters as well. And um, it's just invited me into explore deeper parts of, 
you know, the human existence and, and the purpose of our um, beingness and why we're here, the meaning of life, you know, all these wonderful questions to um, inquire within, you know, with ourselves and have conversations like this that are um, where, we, where we can attempt to articulate um, for, you know, those who are tuning in and listening what it really means to be alive in this world today. There's a really interesting theme that is getting unpacked in there, which is actually the, the sense of belonging that we have um, and how fundamental that is to our human needs. And I'm sort of drawing on that because watch, having watched you go away on this experience, it's very much like a lad's trip um, and just going, you know, being one of the boys. And you can see that there's like everybody in like this experience is in their network and there's a sense of belonging in this culture that's created but also what you mentioned was quite profound in terms of like there's this sort of backwash of like media that sort of infiltrates into our subconsciouses 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 I don't know that word (laughs) and like programs us that then normalizes a whole bunch of stuff it's not lost on me right now that you're creating conscious media maybe even to sort of pivot and combat some of that that's going on in the world but yeah, it, it, it's it's intriguing to sort of see how fundamental a need belonging really is to us as human beings um, and yet how media can subversively infiltrate that. Your thoughts? Oh, 100%. I agree, man. And this is a great area of discussion. And I've kind of like because, that, you know, f- for a number of years in my life I was – my my whole identity of what I had created for myself around being this athlete and being this guy, you know, I was kind of playing that jock role in life and then all of that coming crumbling down through injuries and stuff. I spent years like really, really lost and confused inside and not knowing, like having no idea, like who, who really am I? And I, what, what intrigued me most was... So is that during the period that you were, had the identity of an athlete or is this post? Sorry. Um, like post um yep. in, the, in the process so for, for more context as well we filmed the um, documentary series in 2013 when I was living in the U.S. and then took the um, production company about five years to release it and in that period I had a lot of um, personal um, injuries and going through my own catalyst for change which was through suffering and pain ultimately because this whole kind of lifestyle and identity that I had built up for myself came crumbling down and I had to choose another, you know, another way. And, and so in amongst all of that, then, you know, a few years later, the film starts coming out and, and then I'm really having to do the deeper inner work. To Which is, all of I that just want to jump me. in. I know I should not interrupt, but I just want to jump in there for a sec. Cause I think from the outside looking in, the, the the natural sort of story arc is like, holy shit, Shy went away, had an amazing spring break. Then the documentary comes out. He watches a documentary and goes, oh, my God, my whole soul cringes. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and then he goes, fuck, I need a change, right? But it's really interesting because you actually already started to shift way before because there was such a lag time between when the documentary was filmed and came out that you'd already started to crack yeah and you're describing the cracks that were like part of your transformation please i, I just jumped in there just to sort of yeah, yeah. No, thanks, thanks for jumping in man um you're totally right like and that's what i've realized in doing this work and 
you know, ultimately through me going through my own journey helps me to recognize when others are going through that same process themselves. And what I find is that it ultimately takes, you know, some, some kind of usually a health problem that enables us to like break through on a personal level. And that was the case for me. You know, I had my third knee reconstruction. It was a major operation, huge surgery, which I didn't realize until later, but that's actually quite a traumatic kind of process to go through, to be drilled under, you know, even though we're out, um, you know, under the drugs and anesthesia, the body biologically goes through such deep kind of manipulation and uh, suffering and trauma that it, it remembers it on a cellular level that there's a lot of numbness. And, and, and the beautiful thing is that there is a lot of hope because, you know, all trauma can be healed, whether it's biological, emotional, um, and so forth. So that was kind of the, the beginning of my journey. I realized, wow, I got a lot of healing to do. You know, I got a lot of work to do on myself and really started opening up the floodgates because by this point I was starting to be a little bit more curious and open and, and, and I love traveling. So I kind of set off and it was almost like I had created this, my own rite of passage in a sense where I, I knew that I had a lot of healing to do. I had a lot of discovery to do. I needed to find myself in a sense. And that led me on a path to explore um, these practices of yoga and meditation and, and uh, permaculture and gardening and spent a lot of time in like these communities that were really loving and welcoming and, and get, get a true sense of belonging. As you mentioned, like the significance of that in our um, in our DNA through through um, you know thousands of years as human human beings, and and it also look it encouraged me to look back through history, and that's what I love to do to look at how the ancients, you know, our ancestors had kind of evolved through time, and and were able to get to such a point in time as we are in today, in such kind of prosperous, abundant. Um, time of history but you know the hardship that they would have had to go through in the past and and also look at the significance of how uh, this sense of community can support young boys to become men and what kind of even in our modern day there's a lot of cultures around the world and as I was traveling I was starting to realize that these cultures <clears throat> had a process for this which had been lost in the west you know, and, and I'd certainly had no experience or awareness or understanding of what that looked like to, to go through a process of coming into manhood. And, you know, even, for example, when I was traveling in Vanuatu, they have this crazy tradition where they, the young boys, they, they climb up this uh, tower, they tie vines to their ankles. It's like a bungee jump. And they literally like jump face first plummeting to their death off this like um huge structure and then to be saved by the vine but when i when i started to look at these cultures that are still alive today and how they do these rites of passages they all had a similar as you said like story arc or they had a similar um kind of key foundational points in the process and one was coming face to face with death ultimately going through some sense of um, real suffering, real hardship, some sort of pain, even in the Pacific Island culture where they're needling with the tattoos. That is not, um, that's not kind of a fun experience. It's extremely painful to sit there and really come into your center and accept and allow the, 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 the reactive emotions of pain and hurt to just pass by and come into full acceptance with all of that. And so I mean, 
kind of to, to backtrack a little bit on your question when you're asking around um, the role of our media today, I started to really understand the significance of stories that repeat in these patterns in our own minds that gets so ingrained into us. And I thought, well, how did, the, how did our ancestors do it? You know, what happened back then? And what I realized is that they would have spent a lot of time around fires where they would have had elders and uncles and they would have had stories that were ingrained into their young, um, young boys that were, you know, stories and conversations around honor and dignity and, you know, um, responsibility and accountability and ways to serve and, and calling these young boys to be men. Whereas in today's world, you know, like how many of us are glued to our screens. And so instead of these stories coming from our closest uh, loved ones, where we have this deep sense of belonging and trust and connection to, we're getting infiltrated through the stories on our screens, the stories on Netflix, the stories on our social media pages. And they are now replacing the um, stories from our connected family. And, and they are shifting the way that we create our you know, society and our culture today in the modern world. And a lot of the time, these stories, because it's unregulated and it's you know, free to everyone to access, we tend to, particularly around taboo subjects like sexuality or sex, we can be led to explore those realms um, of uncharted territory on our own, which can lead to um, being exposed to harmful content that is is not in a um, is not going to benefit you know young adults to have a, a, a deeper awareness as to how to engage in um, these really significant areas of life, such as you know sexuality and relationships, and so. I guess one of my stories to kind of highlight that was I remember when I was 13, you know, and I was just new to high school up in Cairns and we were sitting around the lunch table and I just, just trying to make new friends and trying to fit in. And just naturally the way that humans tend to do that is to, you know, have conversations and morph into what the, the kind of group, you, you know, you kind of have all of these such subtle subconscious cues to, to, to feel a sense of acceptance into the group and, and you kind of end up going along with what everyone else is saying or doing. And I remember this guy, he was only 13 and he was telling me about how he had sex with this girl already, you know, and I, at that stage I hadn't even had pubic hairs and I'm already starting to feel the, the pressure of engaging in a sexual activity. And so it just led me to be curious. And I remember going home and jumping on the internet it was dial up at the time and and I'm exploring, you know, like what pornography is and what it's all about and, I don't think it's necessarily um, a, a, a bad thing, but then what I realized as an adult, just kind of looking at particularly the stories in um, our modern kind of erotica online is really detrimental to, um, you know, the relationship with women because ultimately most of the time it's all about the man's pleasure. It's all about the man getting what he wants and, and deserves and, and then reaching the final, you know, destination and, and having his um, ejaculation and preferably all over the woman, but so that she, you know, she's in a position of, um, 
degradation essentially it's all about the the man kind of triumphing in a sense and and that kind of repeatedly playing over um in the mind can can lead to experiences in the real world um that that just kind of replicates that in a sense and so you know there's, there's many layers to it um and and media and what we consume in terms of on our screen is is kind of one level in a sense and it, and then the next level which really I was encouraged to do and it kind of came to me in a very abrupt way when I was sitting in a 10-day meditation in Malaysia doing a vipassana experience and it it really led me down the path to resolve a lot of my own unresolved emotional trauma from my childhood in relation to my father and my mother and so that's kind of like a whole another area of discussion but it um yeah it really led me to to look at um an area of my life that i had suppressed all these deep emotions so deep down inside myself and um based on my observation of my environment which was the challenges that my mom and dad were going through in their relationships and i had unknowingly adopted a lot of these um these patterns and these programs of just doing what my dad was doing which was was um cheating on my mom and not honoring the relationship and and bringing a lot of pain into the household and so i just kind of i just repeated that pattern and it definitely didn't um didn't serve my relationships i tell you that much and and it wasn't until i was having this experience in in the meditation where it was coming to me and it was a very rude awakening you know if if anyone who's listening now there and and has been through you know sometimes multiple spiritual awakenings you'll know that it sometimes it's not as fun as we kind of make it out i would say more often than not actually <laughs> it's it's trial by fire touch wood yeah but yeah. please yeah continue it's like a, it's like a slap across the face you know it's like whoa it's a, it's a big shake up and realization and um at the time it can be hard to realize like like and it, and it, it evokes so many deep questions like why is this happening to me like and that's a beautiful thing because it it just invites us to go deeper down those pathways to explore you know what are we really here for is you know like are we really truly um going to be okay and make it through it and then instead of seeking that kind of support and validation from other people outside of ourselves which is really necessary in life but it 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 cultivates a stronger resilience in ourselves to be able to hold our own self in a in a way that we can move through the world and we can you know it's like this concept of being unstoppable because people on the outside are always going to criticize or they're always going to say things but we can have a stronger sense of knowing who we are it- Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, 
fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. In our core, and we can accept, you know, the pain from our past and the mistakes that we have and integrate that into our, um, into our body, into our being, and have a vision and an intention that is supportive and conducive of connecting with others and having compassion and forgiving, which is, a, is, a, is another great segue I would love to go down with you, which is so important in, in, in the realms of you know, healing our relationships, particularly to our family members. And I love, you know, Ram Das is, is one of the greats who, who says that. He's like, you think you're enlightened? Go and spend, you know, go and spend a weekend with your family. That's actually up. one of my favorite quotes. I actually, um, I don't know if you've managed to check it out, but there's a, there's actually a podcast, the Ram Dass podcast. And in Ram Dass's infinite wisdom, I just love this dude. He's, um, he's actually recorded, audio recorded himself through his journeys, through India, through his process of enlightenment not knowing that he was going to become enlightened, right? And where there's gaps in him keeping an audio journal, there's like there's other people that have kept an audio journal at the same time, like his travel companions. And uh, like post him passing away, they've actually stitched this whole thing together into this podcast. So you can actually follow along Rupert Ramdas's like journey and transformation from Rupert to Ramdas. And all the bits that come in. And it's actually really hilarious. I just wanted to share this with you because I think you'd love it. You can actually follow along on his journey because he goes, meets, um, yeah, he goes, he goes, meets the sage and he's in India and he has this incredible time. He's enlightened. Like he comes back enlightened. He's been sitting at the feet of his guru for like, you know, a good three months, comes home, literally rocks back up to America wearing robes and sandals. And he goes, I'm enlightened. And I, like, it's just everything looks different and everything's different. And then there's this like journal entry of like when all it took for the entire thing to just be after three months of like deep, solid, profound inner work, like he's a psychologist, to be blasted to smithereens. <laughs> it's literally his dad just going, so Rupert, what do you do for work? <laughs> And it's just like the way he describes a torrent of rage that sort of matches within him. It's just, it's gold. It's gold. Sorry, I've totally digressed from your point, but you were making a point about family. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's so good, man. It's so true. Um, And I've I've really been blessed, you know, like with the family that I I, um, have around me. And it's easy, I think it's easy to... Um, choose the path of staying in grudges and staying in bitterness and staying in resentment. Although that often, you know, that pattern and those emotions seem to arise within me, particularly to certain people in my family. However, as they do, you know, I think that's the the real key in this journey of evolution that we're all on. And it, it's a personal responsibility that we all have to be aware when they arise and, you know, to go through that alchemical process in the body 
to choose to change it if it's not serving us and or serving our relation relationships and 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 to sh- instead shift it to that level of like huh, I'm so sorry like um thank you for showing me what I don't want to be like you know thank you for showing me like what I am capable of actually changing and and also being into and uh, like I thank I love you so much like thank you even even with all of the mistakes even with all of the the hard times that we've been through and um I think that that element it's like it's so healing and it's this it's a deep sense of forgiveness and oftentimes when we're forgiving what I've found forgiving other people like we're forgiving our family members for the things that they may perhaps expose us to when we feel like we're just a young child and we're you know we don't really have the awareness or the emotional intelligence or the psychological knowledge and wisdom that we we develop as we get older as adults but then as adults when those patterns arise for us again that's when we can reclaim it and we can go back to those places and we can say wow actually you know what like i love you so much because without those experiences in my life i wouldn't be the person i am today there's a really interesting point in there yeah about forgiveness being our responsibility and just how much differentiation there is between boy and man and that delta potentially just being encapsulated in the word responsibility um yeah that's really present for me as you're sharing Mm, because i can just imagine like our inability to share uh, forgive you know that's very boy like tenant (laughs) yeah that's mine that's mine my country your country where (laughs) um whereas it takes a level of work to be responsible for your emotions, be responsible for yeah, everything that's come up and gone, hey, you know, like this is what it is. And I actually, even though I cannot understand or find it difficult to comprehend your choices, I accept you um, and can thus forgive. That's huge, man. Thanks for sharing that. I totally agree. And I love Tony Robbins' definition of responsibility and it's kind of in the words and I've been so inspired recently to study more etymology but responsibility is the ability to respond and as a as a child our ability hasn't really been we don't really have much of a capacity to respond to uh, difficult situations i mean think about a five-year-old child even they're they're still you know you still got to almost protect them you feel like you want to protect them with you know bubble wrap because they're still so young and innocent and delicate and precious. And as they grow older, there there comes a point that, you know, that young child now has to cultivate within themselves that sense of resilience and strength to face the adversities and challenges of our, our world that we find ourselves in, because fundamentally this, you know, reality is it, it is, can be challenging at times. And it would be nice to kind of bubble wrap ourselves through the world and through life. But ultimately, it's through these experiences that we have where we can either we, we, we break down and we go through a melting pot of, you know, a moment. I'm sure many people have been there. It's the dark night of the soul where we really 
start to realize and it sometimes it comes through you know this this sense of betrayal because the people that we we thought we had a sense of belonging to that we trusted so much that we instilled all of this um, true depth of meaning and then they suddenly go against what they said they would and they go against our back and then we feel this like total annihilation of our soul because it's like oh my god what just happened and and then it's in that moment it's like the pits of hell we find ourselves in and and then to volunteer with our will to actually face and confront that moment rather than you know continue to bury our head in the sand i think that's where the strength of character resides that we're able to you know, burn out of the ashes in a sense. It's like the story of the lotus flower blooming out of the mud and that becomes our pillar of strength, the foundation of our existence and that enables us to move forward with true, you know, true dignity and honour mm. in the world because we're no longer kind of bypassing all of the, the bad stuff and the hard stuff but we're not, we're accepting it. And, and then we're actually utilizing it to propel us into our purpose even more. What a, <laughs> what a beautiful story, you know, what a beautiful way to do. You mentioned choosing if like you mentioned family and we've talking about belonging. There's a whole piece in there about our friends being the family we choose. I see this a lot in conscious circles. People will say, you know, my friends are the family that I choose There's totally, you know, we can talk about liberated and, you know, the friends and the family you chose at that time and potentially, you know, as you've gone through your evolution path, it's probably even worth us sort of highlighting and even just asking the question in terms of how many of those friends are still your friends and potentially who your family of friends is now. Um, But also to go deeper based on what we've been discussing around forgiveness is, yeah, I'd just love to get your thoughts on how do you know when it's time to move on from a friend like completely from that sense of belonging that you've cultivated for so many years with someone versus dig in, do the work, forgive. Um, I imagine it's completely subjective given every situation, every individual, every moment and relationship dynamics is difficult to speak to. But I think in that sense of belonging, I think especially with potentially your journey and maybe you can, you know, discuss the liberated, um, not to sort of blame your friends, but sort of just, you know, like just the culture that you had around yourself at that time and then the shift that you made. How do you know when it's time to forgive and how do you know when it's time to sort of actually move on? Yeah. Do you get the essence of my question? Absolutely, man. It's such a great question. And, yeah, I agree with you that it is somewhat subjective to everyone's experience and individual circumstances. And I guess for me, yeah, on some levels, ultimately, it's it's also universal in a sense. On a broader stroke, you know, we all have these moments in our lives where we go through, uh, you know, change and we grow. We become a new person. We we assimilate new information and we reintegrate parts of our self from when we were a child. And we do the healing work, and it's a beautiful path to be on. And then we realize, wow, this you know, all of these people who I'm surrounded with. <clears throat> they can't even have a conversation around these topics because it's not even in their awareness. Mm-hmm. And and that's also, you know, an opportunity to 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 love to love them and love them where they're at 
and and also to to seek what would fulfill those conversations and and I guess there's there's kind of two two areas that I want to speak to in this sense and one is a quote from one of my good uh, meditation teachers his name's Tom Cronin from Sydney. Oh, yes, yeah. we've had Tom on before. He's beautiful. We had Tom yeah. on the show. Yeah, he's such yeah, a yeah, 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 yeah. And he 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 always reminds me, you know, he says, um, "The wise do not bewilder the ignorant." And I'll repeat that again: the wise do not bewilder the ignorant. And uh, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm a wise person or anything. I think we all have and 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 really receive our own internal wisdom um, from our life experiences. But what I realize is that I would have these realizations, and then I would you know, like verbally diarrhea it. And I had to tell everyone, you know, it's like, oh my God, you got to have this same thing. You got to do this. And it was like, I was so excited by the shifts that I was having. Yeah, I've been there. I've been there. Meditation. I was a meditation teacher. It's like, you've got a toe ache? Have you tried meditating? <laughs> you cut yourself? Have you tried meditating? <laughs> it works for everything. <laughs> Sorry, I digress. So we've all, I think like many of us have been there. And, um, it's a beautiful place to be as well because you know there's a real passion behind that to get the message across and uh, at, at the same time you know a lot of people might not be ready for that information and and we all got to kind of we, it, it, if someone forces something upon us we have a natural um, re- re- resistance to repel it but if we choose that for ourselves again we have to volunteer to walk down that path of forgiveness that path of compassion we have to choose that for ourselves and that's where the real power is because when when all things may seem to be going against us we choose to face it we choose to confront it and we choose to work through it that's where this, the the real power resides and so i think you know oftentimes in the conscious and and spiritual community which is a really beautiful um community of human beings that are doing amazing things in the world sometimes we can somewhat isolate ourselves and and put ourselves in a category of uh, people that is um, somewhat disassociated or even bypassing the true reality of of the world that we find ourselves in and you know like I've got a, a, a very diverse range of friends at the moment some of the most kind of quote-unquote conscious or spiritual people that I know they don't you know they don't even practice meditation or talk about yoga or do any of these things that we would consider somewhat you know connected to the divine yet what they do do is they you know feed people on the street they go out and they're having conversations with those who are really struggling and they're and they're just serving in a way that they can to show up for their, their community and the people in their sphere. And they're, and they're not worried about how wise they are or how, you know, they, they naturally see the, the true wisdom that we all have as human beings and, and the importance of that feeling, that sense of lo- like I'm actually cared for and I'm caring for others, like I'm loved and I'm so loved that I, I want to be a loving person and show that. And, and do that by people who, you know, probably need it the most. And that's, you know, just a beautiful thing because sometimes our friends who were not able to hold these conversations with when we would really yearn for it, to have these like really kind of high level 
um, experiences that we want to share and so forth, they might not be able to hold those conversations down. That's just an opportunity to love them where they're at, you know, and and maybe they're not serving um, in certain ways. But I, I also feel that we because we've grown up in a lot of like smaller, clickier family circles, what I mean by that, we usually grow up with a primary he and a primary she, a mother and father, and maybe our brothers and sisters. Where in the past, we would have had this community, this whole tribe, right. this village. Yeah. Everyone was deeply interconnected and entwined. And we wouldn't, we wouldn't need to fulfill all of our fundamental needs from one or two one people. One or two people. It's insane. Oh, yeah. my God. Exactly. And I think that's where we get, that's where we fall short a little bit in our modern day. And, and we're having a shift because we're, we're, we're realizing that we have certain needs and we're seeking them from, you know, a variety of other people. And that's where, that's where the conscious community comes in and it serves in a beautiful way because now we can start to open up to people and, and cultivate trust and cultivate these deeper connections and have these conversations um, that, that enable us to move forward in the world and they give us a sense of... Um, you know, empowerment and belonging. And, and that's what I've always found in relationships is that when we're able to go to those deeper places within ourselves, evidently, you know, that invites others to go there too, but it just invites us to connect deeper. And if some people aren't able to go to that place within themselves, that's okay too, you know. That's totally fine. And that's just a, that's just an opportunity to show up for them and support them and be there for them because ultimately at some stage in our life they may not be going through it right now it may be in 10 years time that they go through their you know breakdown and breakthrough and and we can you know have that loyalty to still show up in their lives when they need it the most rather than it being about me projecting on what they need and and so forth and so you know what's your need in that moment that's that's pushing that conversation further 100%. Hundred yeah. percent. You know, it's like, oh, I need to be seen as this guy that helps people and serves the world. But then again, people who do that generally aren't doing it to be seen and getting significance from being, hey, I'm the helper and uh, I'm the guy who does all of that. But you know, just just letting things evolve naturally in their own timing, I think, is relevant in relationships. And um, yeah, you know, that's a that's a beautiful thing about this podcast is. You know, we can inspire, like in the words even, inspired. Dr. Esprin talks about this a lot, but it's ultimately in-spirited. In, it's in our spirit when we're moving through um, these moments that we feel intuitively in ourselves, this creative capacity to move through the world and, and live our lives from a sense of creation and, and living in that place in our relationships it's like, okay, if, if I don't feel inspired by these relationships, that's okay. Like, it doesn't mean I have to stay stuck in here. We're constantly moving and changing and evolving. And I can choose lovingly to navigate my way into a, a more inspired environment that is conducive of those creative juices flowing. And that might be like, well, I just need to get outside and go for a swim in the ocean. And, and suddenly, you know, that shifts everything in a moment. And um, yeah, so I think, I mean, that was the long version. No, of the show. I really appreciate you. No, I really appreciate you unpacking that because I think it was a a question on a ridge. 
Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, fine hair ridge. What What do you think? Like, if say for example, you know, this is it's a big question, particularly in intimate relationships and loving, like you know, um, people who cultivate monogamous relationships and have the intention to have a long lasting relationship. When you know, because because they people grow at different stages, right? Like, it, it would be nice if we all grew and evolved together and we are somewhat doing that in a sense but when things get sticky in a, in a personal relationships do you suggest like it would it's like okay it's not working for me now I've kind of you know evolved or you're evolving faster than I am so we should just go our own ways or do you think it's relevant to stay together and stick through it and go through the hard times and you know just hope that maybe I will grow at that same level two or that they will grow at that same level mm. two what are your thoughts on that yeah so generally when uh i'll put a big fat disclaimer in straight away <laughs> generally when i get speak uh, asked to speak on male female it's more masculine energy feminine energy and i can talk about the meta sort of scale of those two things at a great deal but when it comes to the finer dynamics between two individuals like i do life leadership career coaching which is basically purpose coaching um, I give people what they want and then give them what they need. <laughs> so it's life leadership and career coaching, which is basically purpose coaching. Um, and in there, like there's a, there's a conscious intention why I prefer not really to do relationships, even though many times in those life coaching conversations, we do talk about relationships. And the reason being one person is so dynamic unto themselves and another person is so dynamic unto themselves. And when you actually make the intersection of those two Venn diagrams together, a third entity is created and then the like infinite complexities that sort of, you know, spark and fly off those two things coming together. This third entity is what you're kind of coaching now without actually having the third person in the room or the second person in the room. You've just got the one person in the room, right? So there's a lot in there. But one of the key things to answer your question succinctly without the disclaimer is I think ultimately we have to look within ourselves to find out what our values are and live true to ourselves, right? And so it's unfair for me to actually answer that question because Amrit's archetype is Captain Commitment. Yeah, Touchwood, like that's just who I am as an individual, right, Touchwood. So, and those are choices that I will make because that's the character that I assume in the story that is Amrit's life, right? So when we talk about the importance of stories, which is what we have been talking about, not to sort of this is going to sound pedestally and I it's really not my intention but there is and maybe it doesn't in fact I'll de-pedestal it I would never have had the courage to do what you did at spring break like that just would not have happened in Liberator like Amra just was not that guy I just could not have the courage to do that now because the spring break was portrayed like Liberator was portrayed in such a light it makes it sound pedestally which is anti my intention altogether in fact there was an Amra at that age that would have looked up to Shay and gone, fuck, I wish I could do that, right? Um, but that was just not Amrit's, in Amrit's DNA at all. And so I think we sort of have our purpose and our stories carved out within us, right? And a big part of me is, like, if I zoom out of this conversation, I said I was going to give you guys eyes. <laughs> if I zoom out of this conversation, I'm also really conscious of just your your purpose and story arc as well, brother. Like, 
you know, having gone through like that period and having it so widely publicized and then having done your work and then realized you're on a trajectory and then that being like a massive dive charge that gets sent into the submersions of your being when it finally gets released. And then you're like, shit, okay, now I'm really going to show up and do the work. And then how public that whole thing is and yet just how much you carry but then get forced to do your own work and then continue to show up the way that you are. That's a beautiful epic narrative story arc for the character that you're assuming in your life right so you had to go through what you had to go through for me I'm Captain Commitment and I know that about myself so and I'm very conscious when you're coaching to not allow your own biases to sort of come into someone else so it's very difficult to relate to people when it's like I should you should probably leave is not something Amrit it feels very like rubbing the cat the wrong way you know but then also touch wood, I've made decisions in that way where I've chosen a partner and lifestyle where it's like, I know that about my character. So I make my decisions based on that being factored in. And so, yeah, very difficult to respond to that. But each person has to understand for themselves really what the essence of what your work is, is look within, you know, like when you go deep inside, are you coming closer back home or are you being led further and further on like you know off kilter and you know like you know it's it's not a very difficult question to answer actually um it does take a moment to just sit and be present with yourself um and then if you're feeling more and more centered by like yep me following through on this is going to work and i just need to like i'll say man up but just yeah you know man up for a sec and just go through with it let's just soldier through the storm or if it's like actually me going through this feels like I'm jeopardizing more and more and more elements of myself and I feel like I don't really know where this is going, not from a place of I need to know where things are going, but actually I'm corrupting my values in the process. At that point I think something's gone awry um, and then you need to really ask the question potentially. Yeah. Yeah, man, well said. Um, it's a really good point you make and – it, it is like, I mean, we all have our, you know, tendencies and our character traits that are ultimately patterns. And this is what I love observing in nature. Like I've gone on this path to look at how, you know, forests, for example, are, you know, self-watering and self-fertilizing, self-regulating, they're self-sufficient, you know, particularly like, um, ancient forests that have been around for thousands of years and they're, they're in this diverse ecosystem of plant fauna and flora and, and animal life and so forth and <clears throat> our human communities our human um, nature is is just very much a part of that ecosystem in a sense but we've done a very successful job in removing ourselves um, and to our detriment, of course, to these isolated little cubicles in our homes and, you know, away from natural elements of life, of the seasons, of the, you know, the, the cold and the hot. And we've insulated ourselves in the aircon and in the heaters. And, um, it, and it, it has kept us in a state of, comfort, you know, comfort. Comfort and, and convenience, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And... Um, but, but we have these, you know, like you were saying with the, in terms of relationships, is knowing our own, um, you know, our own self and, and particularly in how we tend to relate to others uh, based on our, 
past experiences, but bringing it back into the present, just making that choice. Do we really want to continue repeating those patterns or do we want to, you know, shift and change those patterns? And that's the point of empowerment right there, which is a point of awareness, which is self-realization. It's like, wow, I realized that, for example, I'm Captain Commitment or, for my example, in the past, I wasn't committed at all. And then after we realize that, then the, the, the choice becomes self-actualization where we make the, the choice to go, okay, I wasn't committed in the past, but now I really see the value of commitment because, you know, my parents worked through their hard times together and they're still together and they love one another 30 years later. Actually, I want to choose that for myself. And, th- and that's a, the powerful point that we all get to, you know, choose who we want to become, not be a, you know, victim of our past, but, you know, be a creator of our destiny into the future. And that's a, that's a beautiful place to be too. This is it. It's the same way. I've been hanging for this. <laughs> so we're talking about relationships with others and family and self-awareness, self-realization you mentioned this in your work and I've found myself saying this a few times. You mentioned this even in the beginning of this podcast. Men being alienated from their rites of passage and not having initiations. You know, I think it's, I almost feel like we've been alienated from ourselves because of how far we've been alienated from these rites of passage. Um, I don't necessarily buy into the conspiracy theories that we were intentionally stripped of them. Um, I do think comfort and convenience have just been something that we've continued to barrel down um, because who's to tell us that life has to be hard and then we've sort of ended up in this very padded, insulated space um, where one of the first things to go was intentional hardships for men. And I... Having gone through my own challenges in life, I'd look back at, you know, even what happened in Liberator and I'm like, well, that was, that's, that's the modern rite of passage. And as fucked up as it was, that's the modern rite of passage. Like I look back on my 18th birthday, which everyone's like, you can drive now. You're like, you're a man. And all I really had to show for that was a really bad hangover and a really fucked up liver the next day. Yeah. And it's like, what did you go kill? My liver really like you know and not that killing makes you a man but do you know what I mean like there was no real stepping up to any plate um and then 21 was much the same thing just got really really drunk back then and it was just I see what are these really important moments in time maybe it's 18 maybe it's 14 maybe it's 21 you know different cultures have different wisdoms but we don't have these rites of passages and so much so I'll elaborate on the, on the sentiment further. I clearly remember when my wife gave birth, like I was there, touch wood, and it was a pretty incredible experience. She went in a girl and she came out a woman. Now I know some Women tuning in and like, that doesn't always happen. That's not always the case. 
my humble perspective, yeah, this is just Amrit's perspective on things. <laughs> um, she went in, a girl she was carrying for nine months. You can argue that even some of that process from the nine months initiation from my son being born into the world, she has had to put the life in her belly before her, right? So she's had to, you talked about, you know, tattoos and like you sitting and finding your center, you know, through some of these cultures where like literally getting tap, 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 like the needle hurts and you're having to come back to your center. She has to get up. She has to walk around. She has to go to work. She has to do all this stuff with whilst prioritizing someone else over her for an extended nine month period. Let alone then she goes into this like birthing portal process and so much of her has to step out of the way for that to happen. So much of her has to actually die. We can talk a lot unqualifiedly about, you know, just how much of energy, you know, is stored in the pelvis and, you know, how much of a woman's pelvis has to give way and all the traumas in there that have to sort of move emotionally to sort of then, you know, allow life to come through. And then watching her go through that epic process and go, holy shit, that is exactly what a fucking rite of passage looks like. And I shouldn't swear at it, but it's it's huge, yeah, like it's intimidating. And then going, I have not experienced anything remotely close to that. And then going, we as men really are alienated from our rites of passages. And ultimately thus our power right because in that moment and i'm going to stitch this all together hopefully you mentioned empowerment and belonging and in that moment my wife came back and she goes there's this thought that i had that women all over the world are doing this all the time there are women all over the world doing this all the time like they're birthing and she felt connected to womanhood as a whole in that moment yeah and i think part of me is biased and goes, maybe that's why there is the future of leadership is women because they've actually got rites of passages and they actually come home to maturity and step into their power. Whereas for men, I don't know where we find that. Like I'm going through my rite of passage, learning to be her man as a dad, as a father, stepping into more and more responsibility. But I didn't have the physical challenge it's more the emotions and the character that i'm assuming on the daily has to sort of catch up and integrate the shift right to passage bro oh man that's a really powerful beautiful story share and i tend to definitely agree with you like i know for certain that in my family the most powerful people are the women <laughs> particularly my mom who has, has led the way and shone the light for the rest of us to kind of um, take those steps towards, you know, more embodiment, more, um, more love, more compassion. And yeah, I mean, oh man, I, I totally agree with you. And it, and it seems like, I mean, even statistically, we know in Australia that particularly around the suicides and the mental health that, you know, men, men, we, we struggle, you know, we go, it's hard for us. It's hard for us too. And particularly when you were talking about the, the masculine feminine energies, as you mentioned before, that we have, you know, we are kind of, we, we bind ourselves in these boxes and to try and serve our family in ways that don't give us much meaning in life and we're insulated and, I mean, we don't even, we haven't even created intentionally these processes for for us to go through because they have to be 
created in a sense. Like it's for women, for example, like you said, when they're going through the birthing um, portal, which is it's literally like a portal into, you know, higher dimensions, we, we don't really, we haven't got any of that. And we, I think there is a huge responsibility for us to go about that, um, particularly in our local communities, because I see there are a lot of, and I want to give credit to um, men in the world who are creating these environments for, you know, a lot of men's work, uh, these kind of rites of passages and you know, these opportunities for men to grow and evolve. And I was just, I was on a, a men's retreat a couple of weeks ago, actually, and I was so inspired to see um, men who brought their son along with them to these experiences. They're doing the work together. And that was, that was full power. That was beautiful. And I think that's, that's really important that we do that these days where we're, we're growing together, you know, and we're, and particularly for um, like to see older men, you know, we have these archetypes through our different uh, years and we have, sometimes we have young children who are mentoring, you know, the mm. elder. it's not mm. always age is, becomes irrelevant in a sense. So um, there's, there's a lot of different dimensions to it. And I think it's important obviously to respect our elders and, and listen to their wisdom because they have a lot of life experience and a lot of life knowledge that they've cultivated and, and, and literally been through. But then at the same time, having open hearts and curious minds and, um, you know, a willingness to grow and evolve and, I think it's going to serve ultimately ourselves and, and also our friends and our family. I love that. Shay, can I ask you, what is your mission in life? I love that question. That is a, that is a beautiful question. My mission on a, I mean, I'm only, I'm only just 10, 30 years old. So I'm, I feel like I've got a lot of life in me yet. And I think the best is still yet to come. And, you know, my mission right now actually is, is relatively simple because I've, I've realized I've had the fortune and the privilege to be able to travel to a lot of different destinations around the world, to have wonderful experiences. And I'm, I'm in a moment in my life where I want to kind of somewhat scale back and simplify. And I want to focus on creating, you know, a family and my mission would be to uh, be, you know, to show up in the most strongest, connected possible way for those who are in my, you know, in my field, in my environment, and uh, to serve them as much as I can and, and just be the best human that I can be in the world. Because, again, without going down the conspiracy um, rabbit holes i think we we may be presented with more opportunities for um growth and what i mean by that is when we when we go through challenges it's an opportunity to grow stronger and um we may be faced with some more challenges collectively societally individually and i think there are opportunities um when we when there's resistance there's opportunity to grow and so i think it's important um and part of my mission is to be able to you know cultivate that that inner strength within me and then to be able to share that to support others to find that place within themselves as well. Shay, mate, I um, <laughs> definitely want to thank you for being here today and having this chat with us. Um, yeah, it felt like a yarn. <laughs> you called it a yarn when we started. It felt like a yarn. Um, but filled with so much wisdom. And, yeah, man, just acknowledging you again for – 
just how much work it takes to yeah just show up again and again and again um and i think when we talk about belonging there's so much subconsciously that gets triggered in our beings because we're so wired as a species for belonging um and yeah just the light that liberated was portrayed in and put you in and then just the evolution that you've been on through there as well again and again and again and again in light of all of that um it's been you can just tell that it's just trial by fire but it's also really just refined the sword um yeah just really acknowledging you brother thank you so much for showing up to do the work yeah oh it's my privilege man and i really appreciate you and everything that you're creating and doing in the world and it's exciting like again i feel like i've got so much to learn still there's so much more life to experience so i'm 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 excited more than ever you know yeah and i think there's an amazing opportunity there for those that are inspired by what you're inspired by earth heroes tv um they can learn out loud alongside with you as well um yeah we'll put a link to earth heroes tv in show notes below um yeah if anybody wants to connect with shay any better place in your humble opinion um anywhere that you want to recommend people to reach out oh thanks man i appreciate that earth heroes tv has been a bit of a um creative creative project that's been ongoing and um, blessed to be able to create this platform to allow others to get their voice out there as well you know i think we're living in a time and day and age where we can learn so much from one another just through these conversations like this you know and and be able to support each other to ultimately go on the journey to discover deeper parts of ourselves you know i hope that this conversation has supported those listening to be able to have those deeper questions within you know your own lives and I think that's a really beautiful moment, you know, to self-reflect, self-inquire. And that's a, that's a constant ongoing process. It's not like we do it once and then we're done. It's like, wow, we've got to check in daily, you know. We've got to check in sometimes hourly, you know. So, oh, my God, we've got to check in sometimes every moment. <laughs> so it's, um, yeah, it's, a, it's a beautiful remembering process. Um, thank you so much, bro. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this amazing episode of the Inspired Evolution. Without you, the Inspired Evolution tribe, this podcast would not be what it is today. Thank you so much for your love and your support. Thank you so much for being so inspired to evolve. It's truly inspiring. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the Inspired Evolution on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution's video podcast. We release inspiring conversations such as this every week, along with guided meditations and empowering insights all designed to help you grow and evolve. Honestly, your subscription on YouTube to the channel helps us out a great deal. And one of the other benefits, if you're having any insights or shifts from these episodes that you want to chat about, or if you'd like to leave myself or the guest a message, please do so in the comments on YouTube. I truly look forward to hearing from you. And as always, Tribe, remember to stay inspired and keep evolving. (laughs) 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.